Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Dave Berry and I am fascinated by my next-door neighbour. His name is Neil Srinivasan and he is a leading cardiologist. During our time as friends, I've become more and more curious about his work and I've often been left with more questions about the medical profession than I've had answers. And in The Doctor Next Door, I'll be asking Neil the burning questions that keep me up at night, dissecting medical myths under his watchful eye and doing my utmost to learn more about an industry that is quite literally a matter of life and death. But this podcast isn't just about me and the doctor. No, let Neil be your doctor next door too. You can get in touch anytime you like with your questions or your stories, doctor at nextdoorpod.com. Oh, hang on a second. Here he is. It's the doctor next door. Hey, Neil. Hi, David. I'm going to cut straight to the chase. Have you ever had a mani-pedi? No. What is a mani-pedi? What do you mean, what is a mani-pedi? What's a mani-pedi? A manicure pedicure. Oh, really? Okay, I thought... You don't know, you've never See, heard. No. I, could, I, I, I could... did think pedi maybe means he's having a pedicure, and then I thought, surely he's not having a pedicure. Why? Why would I not have a pedicure? Do you not look after your feet? No. My wife says I've got the worst feet ever. I, they know, are dreadful, my feet. So the thing about this podcast is I'm, I'm learning lessons, and, and one thing that was very important to me very early on was about drinking to excess and, you know, just calming that part of my world down. And as you know been trying to do just that in fact we went to the pub the other day and I had two non-alcoholic beers yeah, and, and I'm enjoying that and I was meeting a couple of friends uh, and before they were released from the wilds of their work I had like a couple of hours knocking about and the old me mm-hmm. would have gone to the pub on his own yeah. under the pretense that I was doing some work <laughs> <laughs> just because obviously everyone has a phone now and if you're yeah. looking at emails mm-hmm. you're still drinking still alone yeah, you're exactly. still drinking alone yeah. so I decided to get a Manny Peddy instead mm-hmm. a good use of my time okay but I'm shocked and so when I posted this on my Instagram which of course I was going to do mm. a lot of people got in touch saying like I, I wish my husband slash partner slash boyfriend went and had pedicures. I think Julie wishes the same. Julie yeah. wishes the same. Yeah. So that's what I was getting at, because, you know, you're a well-kempt, you know, guy. You look after yourself. You're in good shape. You're at the top of your profession, yet you're just happy to let you, your feet go to rack and ruin. Yeah, I think it's a bloke thing, isn't it? And I think good, good on you for be. breaking down those barriers. Well, I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm breaking yeah, down barriers. You're, you're, I just want to have, like, nice feet. I, well, I don't it's know if I am. Yeah, I think, it, think it's a proper bloke thing. We all have really horrible feet, don't we? We don't bother, because we're sort of... Loki, and yeah. now you're breaking down those barriers. Well, I think you're going to have loads of men 
having many pennies, of men lovely do. feet. Do I think they? I think they do. I but don't think. I, I mean, I, I like that you're painting me as some kind of forward-thinking hero. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that I'm the first guy to to have pedis done. Yeah, I but mean, but probably how instead many blo- of going to the pub on his own, admittedly, you might be onto something there. Yeah, but how many blokes were there in your, in your many pedi place? There was nobody there. Okay. I was just on my own. You're it was so glorious. Low. And did they say, "Oh, we have lots of men customers"? Or no, I didn't ask. Didn't ask. Okay, right. I didn't ask. I just, but they didn't. They didn't, like, look they, at you they, they didn't, I didn't, yeah, they they didn't go what, like, oh, "What are you doing what are you in here? here? You yeah. must have taken the the pub's next door, <laughs> exactly. mate." I mean, we've moved beyond that as a society. I'm pleased to say. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to have to do the next time we've got any time to go have a beer. Yeah. Because there's that little pink place, you know, opposite. It's actually next door to a pub as well near us. I was going to say. So we'll go in there. Does the pub do orders inside? <laughs> now, that that is the most blokey piece of imagery <laughs> I can ever think of. You sat there having a pedicure, but you're holding a plastic pint glass <laughs> with a drink inside. Sounds good. Wow. But what about a, but, uh, what about a manicure? You've got to look after your fingernails. Your hands go inside well, people's bodies, Neil, for heaven's sake. I just sake. make sure I cut them. You just trim them. I make, make them really short because if they're long, there's a risk of infection that. for pacemakers and stuff. And you have yeah. to you have to clean them a lot. My hands get wrecked actually because we have to really clean them when we're scrubbing up. We have this really sort of hard bristle brush thing and this really quite sharp toothpick that we use to clean our nails. Ooh. So I just get loads of pain really. Well, go and get a mani pedi. It's good. Idea. I'll come with you. Thank right. you. That's better. It is now time for my burning question for Dr. Neil, a question that has been keeping me up at night, a question that only someone with Dr. Neil's incredible knowledge of the human body can help me answer. Now, Neil, the world is constantly wrapped up in football and slash soccer, so I want to stay in the realms of sport and sporting prowess. And my question is, how do performance-enhancing drugs, PEDs, affect athletes? So, good question, and... Very broad question, really. So it depends on the type of sport you're doing. But the majority of sports when we think of performance-enhancing drugs are sports where you need more muscle mass, stronger muscle mass, and some sports where you need more oxygen carrying to the body. So the way that performance-enhancing drugs help athletes are in two ways, really. The first bit is training, actually. And you get a lot of, you know, if you think about the some of the older stories we've had about performance enhancing drugs. I suppose the most famous Olympic type one in my living memory was Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. Actually, what used to happen there is that there was a period of testing for steroids, but you could evade that testing period because the testers, it's predictable when they're going to come. And it was relatively predictable with regard to around a competition you'd get tested before. So what you could do around that period of time when testing wasn't as thorough as it it is now is that you could, for example, take an anabolic steroid, which is a performance-enhancing drug that makes your muscles bigger and stronger, which is what you need to run the 100 meters fast. But what, you know, those kind of athletes were doing was using those drugs to train harder without the, you know, you train and then you get injured. You train and then your muscles get fatigued. These drugs allow you to train harder without those symptoms, first of all, to build muscle quicker by training and then you're well ahead of the competition when you come to competition time. Obviously then at some point, you know, that led to some athletes then making mistakes or getting caught as part of that. And we realized that there is this whole world of performance enhancing drugs that, you know, blights sport throughout everything that we do. It's not something that's new. I mean, there's been suspicions about athletes taking drugs and rumors, you know, in the old, you know, Eastern Bloc type countries. And we always have these murmurings about, you know, 
are people in a government-sponsored doping program. And really, it's been something that's been going on since the ancient Olympics, you know, the Greek times and stuff. People would drink magic potions, eat special foods, etc., to beat their rivals. It was riddled with those kind of things. There are also some other type of drugs, so things like human growth hormone, again, makes you stronger, makes you bigger. And then when we think about, more recently, the cycling scandals, those are based on the fact that we talked about in one of our previous episodes, we talked about if you go on altitude, for instance, your body will adapt. And as your body adapts, you get more red blood cells. So the simple thing that a lot of people do, marathon runners, cyclists, etc., is train at altitude. But you can also give yourself an injection of erythropoietin or give yourself more blood, blood doping, to have more red blood cells, to get more oxygen to the muscles. If you get more oxygen to the muscles, you're less tired, you're fitter. And so cycling, for example, has been, you know, troubled by that sort of problem for many, many years. And then it can go to things like, you know, boxing, for instance, weight, getting into the right weight category, etc. People take diuretics, which makes you pee. A lot of your body weight is, is water weight. If you lose that water weight, you become lighter. And, you know, to, to other sports such as snooker, darts, where you want to be calm and still, or archery, shooting, etc. People take beta blockers. So there's a mix of performance enhancing drugs relating to the sort of sport that people do. And obviously, because there's such a range of drugs involved across all sports, as you say, used by some of the competitors, of course, we should definitely point that out. The side effects and the risks, I imagine they vary as well. But but kind of broadly speaking, what are the risks of people taking PEDs? So they can be bad for your body. You know, having too much red blood cells in your body can cause you to have a stroke, can cause you to have, you know, problems with blood clotting in the limbs, those kind of things can cause you to have heart attacks, can cause damage to the blood vessels, high blood pressure later in life, etc. Anabolic steroids, growth hormones, they have huge effects on your body long term. You know, steroids can have effect on your fertility, they can have effect on your bones, bone thinning, skin problems, all sorts of things. And uh, so all of them can be very harmful long term. And you can see why athletes do it. There's a desire to win, there's an economic pressure to win. There's so many expectations, mm. and they're very motivated, you know, type A people. They want to win. They want to get one up on other people, and there's all these pressures for that, but in the long term, actually, it does you harm. And also, as well, I imagine for a lot of these people, you know, the top athletes, they're, they're discovered at such a young age, and you're, mm. just as a person, you're more susceptible to being persuaded into doing things that possibly if you were to be at the top of your game in your mid-30s, for example, you might not make the same choices as you are when you're kind of 17, 18 and you're embarking on this journey as a, a you know, a superstar athlete, whatever it may be. Absolutely. You're young, you're an impressionable person and you're a talent. And that uh, is, you know, something that people will try and, you know, latch onto. And you're, you're reliant on sort of, you know, father or mother figures of sorts, you know, your coach. And there are stories, for instance, where, you know, athletes didn't realise they were being doped. Mm. It's their coach, their coaching program, et cetera, that's been going through a systematic period of doping these athletes without them realising. And they just thought they were following the coach's orders and, you know, training. Um, biological passports. Mm-hmm. Discuss. So part of the problem that the there's, there's now a world anti-doping mm. organisation and they have a huge problem because as soon as they find out what the latest doping thing is the dopers are ahead of the game. They're just you know, very, using very clever scientists. There's a lot of money involved in sport, and there are people who are going to try and influence that. And so part of what they're doing is to try and get a series of tests from you at a series of times and say, well, this is the norm for you. 
Because one of the other problems you face is that occasionally some people are super fit or super good at something, and then you test them and you say, well, you've got a really abnormal hemoglobin, for instance. That might be normal for you. That's just your hemoglobin. You're just born that way. You've got a genetic mutation for something, and you happen to be born that way. You shouldn't be penalized for that. That's just you. And so by being able to then say, okay, we're going to take a series of blood tests, that becomes your passport. That becomes, you know, your signature of what your body should be like. And then you can then test people along with trying to test for banned substances for sudden spikes or abnormalities. So your hemoglobin is normally this, and then suddenly you're riding the Tour de France and it's like five times or five more or something, you know, a third more in terms of its number. And then that can then trigger an idea that actually something funny is going on with this athlete and maybe try and you know, catch them out. Um, if you are going to attempt to do that with me, please just pick the years 27 years old to 29 and let's just not talk about the rest. <laughs> So, Dr. Neil once again has three medical questions for us all to answer. Neil, take it away. So, David, your first question is... How many bones are in the human hand? Tough one. Yeah. Is it A, 19? Yeah. B, 27? Or C, 33? How many bones in the human Can we have hand? the options again, please, Doctor? So, A, 19, B, 27, C, 33. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Question two. Best of three again. So, which of these statements is correct? Is it A, nails grow faster in the summertime? Is it B, nails grow slower in the summertime? Or is it C, nails grow at the same speed all year round? Well, if it's your toenails we're talking about, we'll let our pedicure artist be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got my answer to that. I think I'm pretty certain on that one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then question three, your favourite bit, true or false? Yes. Okay. Fingers do not contain any muscles. Is that true or is that false? Fingers do not contain any muscles. I mean, it just seems so obvious that it's probably the other one. But then again, you're not that kind of guy. Producer Jack's that kind of guy, but Neil, you're not that kind of guy. (laughs) So I have jotted down my three answers. You've got a little bit of time to get yours in order, because right now, from the producers of The Doctor Next Door, here's a podcast that we think is going to be right up your street. Ever yearned for the perfect pub to reveal itself from some unexpected alley? Well, The Moon Underwater is the podcast for you. Join me, John Robbins, and the lovely Robin Allender Hi. as we help a special guest create their dream pub. From the drinks behind the bar to the music on the jukebox, The Moon Underwater is whatever you want it to be. So, if you would like to join us in Desire's beating heart, search The Moon Underwater. Or maybe The Moon Underwater will search for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to The Doctor Next Door. Before that wee little break, Dr. Neil asked us all three questions to test our medical knowledge, and it's time to find out how well we did. Neil. Okay, so let's go through the questions again. Question one, how many bones are there in the human hand? Was it A, 19, B, 27, C, 33? This happens very rarely Mm-hmm. on the doctor next door but just as i've heard the options again i've changed my answer at the last minute adding extra drama oh i for b yeah yes amazing i had c and i moved it to b very good what made you think that i'm thinking 5 10 15 20 i'm thinking five fingers times whatever around the b mark yeah. and the odd what was option c again option c 33 33 the three didn't quite work in my mind for some reason Good. And we'll be counting from the where yeah, do we go the from whole the lot, wrist, the wrist, the whole hand. Okay, exactly. So you have twenty-seven yeah. bones. Twenty-seven. Your wrist, which is you know the, the the bit that starts for your hand, actually has about eight bones. They're called your carpal bones, and then your palm um, has what's called metacarpals, and they contain five. But the remaining fourteen are the digital bones, the thumbs, fingers, etc. So you can see you've got like three sets of bones in your fingers and two on your thumb, that kind of thing. Okay, excellent. So I changed it around last minute. Maybe you had B all along. Maybe you decided to do what I did. But either way, we have a point on the board. Very good. Thank you. Interestingly, you know, it's the opposite of med school tactics. Never change your answer is what they say in med school. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yours worked. (laughs) Very good. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Next best of three question. Question two. Which of these statements is correct? Nails grow faster in the summertime. Nails grow slower in the summertime. Nails grow at the same speed all year round. I think they grow faster in the summertime. He is on fire but today. The, the thing is, because you can physically see that. I have, I have noticed that. Have you not have you? noticed no, that? No, I've never noticed that. I suppose I you trim yours down every, every day because of your exactly. job, right? Yeah, and then I don't look at my toes. Yeah, and you get one. Yeah, neither does your wife, though. That's why you need to have a pedicure, doctor. Um, no, but you can if you don't have to trim your nails every day for work like mm. you do, you'll, you'll just notice that they but grow you... quicker in the, in, the, in the sun, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So when it's colder, you have less circulation to your hands. When it's warmer, you're getting more circulation to your hands. And so when it's warmer with more circulation, the nails grow faster. When it's colder, they go slower. Ah, two points. Very good. He's doing well. Your favourite bit, true or false, question three. 
fingers do not contain any muscles. True or false? False. True. Oh, no! There's no muscles in your fingers. Yeah, well, there are, but they start elsewhere. They start in your palm. So it's a trick question. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. It's the half a point alarm. Here we go. I can see that coming in. <laughs> no, no, in his no. Eyes. No, I'll take, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. So they do, where do they start, sorry? They start in your palm and they start in your forearm. Yeah. So they're really long muscles with mm. long tendons. And then they attach to your fingers like a big lever. So do you remember? Oh, you probably don't remember. Law of, law of the lever in physics. No. But I like the fact you presume I wouldn't remember that. And I can't even defend myself. Because <laughs> I remember you telling me about your school days. Yeah. What, what was the law of the lever? Well, you know, think of a seesaw, right? Yeah. Evie and Rufus. Yeah. If they're really close to each other, it's harder for them to make it seesaw, right? Yeah. But if they're far away, the same weight will make it swing either side on the lever, right? Because okay. They're using their weight across a big distance. To give you an idea of what kind of pupil I was at school, I now have totally forgotten what we were talking about. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, all I keep thinking is, get this, if I, if I could get my wrist to sing, it would be carpool karaoke. Huh? There's a show in that. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag carpool karaoke is now trending on Twitter. Uh, so Dr. Next Door isn't just about myself and Dr. Neil. We love it when you get in touch and share your questions and stories. Please do so anytime you like. It's doctor at nextdoorpod.com or you can find us on the socials, which is docnextdoorpod. So Neil, we have another correspondence. And this week we have an email from Rebecca. And it reads, Hi, Dr. Neil and Dave. Is it true that the liver can regenerate itself if part is removed or damaged? And are there any other body parts that can regenerate like this? Loving the podcast. I wish Dr. Neil was my real-life GP, says Rebecca. Well, thanks for getting in touch, Rebecca. And um, Neil, it's over to you. Yeah, thanks, Rebecca. And thanks for your lovely comments. So the liver is a a really large organ. It's sat under your ribs on your right-hand side, and it has a huge amount of important functions. It has over 200 different functions in the body in terms of supplying glucose to the brain, combating infection, storing nutrients. It's one of the most important organs for just filtering through everything around the body. Stores our fat, it stocks our iron, produces a load of detoxifiers, has an important role in creating blood as well. But it's also capable of regenerating, absolutely right. So if a part of the liver is damaged or removed, this is good news for you, David. Um, <laughs> has the, I'm a better man. <laughs> <laughs> it has the ability to regenerate. So, for example, when somebody donates half of their liver, the remaining part of the liver can regenerate and actually enlarge, engorge. Wow. And, and then take up the slack, which is what makes things like liver transplant possible. Well, there's again the nod that we do so regularly here on the on Doctor Next Door to just the marvel that is the human body. What a fascinating thing. I can see why you fell in love with wanting to study this thing. Um, are there any other parts of the human body that can do this? Um, you know, that was the second part of Rebecca's email to us. So, no, the liver is very unique in that sense. The liver is the only organ in the body or part of the body that has this unique ability to regenerate itself. It's an amazing thing. So normally when organs are damaged, for example, think of your skin, it forms a scar and it's damaged and it forms a scar around there. And then that scar tissue is basically, you know, non-functional tissue. 
it's not the same normal tissue. But the liver, when given the, the chance, will try and regenerate rather than form a scar. So it's very unique in that sense. Rebecca, thank you ever so much for getting in touch. As I say, you can do so anytime you like. Our email address is doctoratnextdoorpod.com. And that's it for this episode of Doctor Next Door. Thank you, as always, to my co-host, neighbour and medical supremo, Dr Neil Srinivasan. We'll be back again next time when Dr Neil will again be guiding us through the medical world. I'll have another burning question and we'll answer one of your questions as well. Please do continue to rate, review and subscribe wherever you usually do your pod business. Now, Dr Neil and I are off for a mani-pedi. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's the Manny Petty alarm. Yeah. Get out of my house! <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.